G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you know, there are so many things that can distract us from getting a focus on God. You've almost got to be reminded the significant things that take us in a different direction, a different trajectory than what we would if we had a focus on His purpose and His will for our lives. So whether it is a focus on money and material things or whether it's a focus on the painful pursuits that we're going through, whether it's a focus on all of the bad things that have been happening over a couple of years that have come to us through the COVID pandemic, let's talk today once again about gratitude and the difference that gratitude can make in our lives, taking the eyes off ourselves and helping us to focus back on God and what that might do for our sense of well-being. Joining us once again today is former pastor and now Christian therapeutic life coach Peter Sorkia, who leads Peter Empowering You. Peter, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you for having me once again. Lovely to be here. Peter, we've had a couple of conversations uh, over previous months about issues around gratitude and we've discovered there's a scientific foundation. Modern science catches up with what we've understood from the scripture that can change our whole outlook on life. There's something in that that sort of reminds us that we're not the ones who are in control, but God is. Oh, isn't that great? (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, I am reminded of this very often when I want to take control and a lot of my clients want to be in control. We we want control, but we recognize that we just cannot be in control and be at peace because we will never work everything out. So when we are able to surrender to God, put our focus on Him, thank God for the things that He has done, is doing and will do, then that does take the focus off what the problems are, what perhaps the difficult things are in our life. The COVID, look, it has been a couple of very challenging years for all of us, for everyone. Everyone has struggled in some way, shape or form and we can't underestimate the things that people have struggled with, that's for sure. But as we focus on the Lord, as we shift our mind, if we can, to see, okay, what is in the midst of this that God has done? What What is he doing at this time that I can be grateful for? As we begin to shift, it does bring a shift to us and how we see the world. So it's almost like we have to do something ourselves. The Bible is full of give thanks and be thankful. And as we obey that and as we make that mind shift, then God can do the miraculous as as is his will for his will, in his will, as we trust his will. But it is up to us to make the shift. It is up to us to move from poor me to God, you are in this. You are doing something. You are in control. What is your will for me? 
Peter, when we neglect the gratitude that we're encouraged from the Scriptures and as we've discovered in previous times, actually brings a sense of well-being, there's a sense in which if we neglect that, uh, we become complainers. Uh, We're the ones who see the negative in everything. It's like you become whingy and whiny about the things that you're going through. To have a better sense of your well-being, uh, gratitude is a remedy. It is, and I was talking to one of my clients about a situation she was in some years ago where she was separated from her then husband who was abusive and she had two small children and all she could afford was uh, a very small flat which was very basic. But she decided that she was going to be grateful for that flat and she thanked God every day for the the coloured vinyl tops, the cupboards, the doors, the the line out the back and all the things that were just sort of minimal and perhaps not very uh, engaging, but she thanked God that she had them. And she loved that flat, she tells me and tells the story now. And she kept that flat clean and she got those kids sorted and uh, now she's happily married again and um, it's, uh, she's now in a different place but at that time it was a bad place but she saw the benefits of this flat when she finally was out of that situation was able to move out of that flat and she cleaned it all up and had it all ready for the inspection she looked at that flat and she said what did I ever see in this place this is really an ordinary place but she had made a decision instead of being whingy and whiny she made a decision in that place to look at what she had and be grateful for it and see beauty in it. So it's an interesting story, isn't it? We can see beauty if we choose to. I imagine this works just as much as you say, uh, you know, a flat, which is nothing spectacular, but you can be thankful to God and the appearance of it changes. It might be the same thing with the car you're driving or for others who want to live in a bigger house because this one's just not good enough for us anymore, the way we're expressing gratitude actually changes the appearance of what's around us. Is that a psychological trick or what? Well, what the science says, probably, what the science says is that as we are grateful, the hormones that are produced encourage more of the same. So when we are grateful, it produces a need to be more grateful. Isn't that fascinating? So the more you say thanks, the more you want to say thanks. So if it is with that that person with her unit, or is it if it is with something else that you are trying, oh, what can I see in this? As you begin to be grateful for that, you begin to see more dimensions of that that you can be grateful for. And I think that's a spiritual thing that God comes in and and blesses as we are sowing thankfulness to him for what he's given us and into the situation we are in and what we are, the circumstances we are going through. As we are sowing, we are going to reap. You know, that's, that's a biblical principle. So sow gratitude, reap gratitude, there's more of it. Isn't that something amazing that God can do? Peter, what about, you know, I'm disappointed and I'm concerned about not earning enough money. Uh, You know, I'm surely worth more. Or even our looks. You know, I I might not be grateful for the way that I look, for my appearance. I'm carrying an extra few kilos. Does gratitude affect 
every aspect of our lives, even the well-being that we have on our own looks or how much money we're earning? Oh, definitely. I once used to show a video of a woman who was quite badly uh, deformed and uh, she had some sort of condition that was from birth and she had half of one ear and didn't have an ear on the other side and had some fingers missing and her whole face was contorted. But she was brought up by a Christian family who loved her and said she was unique and special and that they were grateful that they had her and that she was grateful to be alive. And so she now has a ministry where she speaks about uh, being grateful to God for what she has and who she is and the job. She has a job and how she looks after herself in her own unit. So she's disabled and I guess you'd say physically to what we call beautiful, deformed, but she is grateful that she's alive and she enjoys her life. So it can change your whole mindset if you decide to be grateful for the job you have. Some people don't have a job. To be grateful for the income that you do have. Some people are on the streets. To be grateful for um, the body that you do have, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you've got a few extra kilos, well, I don't know if you want to be grateful for them, but maybe, maybe that helps you float. And maybe that helps you when there's... Um, there's winter, you've got a bit more support, I don't yeah. know. But we can be grateful for whatever it is God has allowed us to uh, go through and for what he has given to us in our circumstances. He has allowed those circumstances and he wants to grow us. And we can grow through gratitude and be grateful for what we do have and grateful for our circumstances because God is changing us. He's molding us. He's refining us. He's making us bigger and better. The writer to the Hebrews wrote, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Even in the worst circumstances, knowing that God is in control, that he is unfolding the future, there's something there that if you're concerned, if you're caught up in the negativity, if you are stressed by the whole of the circumstance that your life is bringing, you can appreciate that God is still the one who's on the throne and in control. Yes, and it's the kingdom, isn't it, in that scripture that was mentioned. So we are part of the kingdom and that kingdom is going to go on forever, and we are a part of that. So we have this wonderful hope for the for where we are going in the future. But he is perfecting us on this journey, and we can be in awe of what he is doing in our lives and what he has done through time and through the, the, the Bible stories that we read and we see how people have come through, like Joseph, what he came through. God was molding and growing him to look after and bring the the tribes of Israel, bring them through. So God is doing things even in our darkest moments. If we would look up, if we would always remember that he is in control, if we surrender to him and be grateful that we have a wonderful God who has a big and better plan than we could ever imagine. So, Peter, for those of us who are having difficulty being grateful to God and even expressing that, whether that's a verbal sense or writing something down or telling our family, encouraging our children, how do you turn over a new leaf and just get those grateful routines in place because you know that there's a tremendous benefit? Yes. 
this is about the brain now, a bit of science here, uh, which is in one of my courses. And this is when um, we need to make a new habit and a new habit doesn't happen overnight. We need to work on it and, and sow a seed and keep doing it, keep doing it. So you might want to write something in a journal, you might want to write a card, you might want to make a phone call every day or once a week to somebody and say thank you. But putting something in place to be grateful, turning over that new leaf and creating a habit in the brain, which is all about structure and repetition, do it again, do it again, do it again. Every time you make a new habit, the old habit of not doing it starts to diminish and decrease. So it's all about repeating the new habit. So turn over a new leaf. Make a decision today to be grateful for something anything that God has given you and maybe tomorrow, do it again, write it down, whatever you're going to do to start this new habit, repeat, repeat, repeat and before you know it, you will begin to have a mind shift. Very important and very possible for even the biggest whingers and whiners listening, myself included. (laughs) Wonderful insight. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and heart with us today. Former pastor, now Christian therapeutic life coach, Peter Sorkia. That's spelled S S-O-O-R-K-I-A, who leads Peter Empowering You. The website is peterempoweringyou.com. Check out a course there called Unstuck and Empowered and a couple of books that Peter's written, Unfrazzle and Redazzle, and another one called Inquisitive, peterempoweringyou.com. Peter, thanks so much for your wonderful insights again today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.